Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Keenan from Who Wants Bananas here with Ryan and Tyler. And today, we introduced ourselves again. That's yeah, been, been a like long time. You know, I wanted a little bit of a throwback. You know, <laughs> we've had an episode about the '90s, and that made me nostalgic to the 2018s, which was so long ago. It's weird, it was a year ago. It was. Close Anyways, to, right? <laughs> today, before we get too sidetracked, I was trying to make this go in one direction. We're talking about. Art. Mm. Speaking of One Direction, that is not art. Um, <laughs> but it is music. Which is argue, which No, it's not arguably. It is art. So, I mean, anything from dance, painting, music, and, you know, music production, that might be an art form that people don't even realize. Um, you know, graphic arts. Psychology. Look, psychology behind... <laughs> a lot of that. Behind simple colors, uh, the use of logos in corporate environments mm-hmm. or what have you, all of that is art and all that is going to be covered. So stick around. And who wants bananas? Any uh, artsy fartsy fucks ever hold a paintbrush? Nope. Actually, Fuck. once. It didn't end well. Did it burn your hand? Almost. No, that's because that was a wood burning pen. You're not supposed to. Not supposed to. Don't not just the tip. Don't touch the tip. Yeah, that's the only part. You want to was... go around the base where there's no feeling. Mm. Stroke it gently. That... What are we talking about here? I think we're talking about art, but oh. we kind of went in a different sort of convoluted area that we should not have gone to. Brushes, <laughs> which has something to do with art. Brushing your hair is art. Or no, paintbrushes. Paintbrushes. That's what we're talking about. Never mind. I mean, technically, you can make the case for uh, for. For hairstylists to uh, to be awfully artsy as well. Some of them, yeah. This is a weird conversation for two bald dudes to be talking about. I'll be honest. That's a fair. that's a fair point. That we all have fair. beards. We do all that's have hair. beards, and yours is looking fantastic. Oh, thank you. It is it's, true. It's a form of art. It is. It I've been kind of trying great. to scoop out the bottom so it looks a little bit more like I have a stronger chin than I do. Perfect. Beard, beards are for for weak chin men. Hashtag art. Pound art. Beards. Yeah. Pound it. I've I've and tried with gotten, his beard. Gotten kicked out of many a museum. That's <laughs> probably maybe don't do it's it because they make the statues so voluptuous, <laughs> especially the ones without arms. Look, to be fair, if oh, I'm God. able to get in there, I think they should let me take the statue home. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. You kind of earned it at that point, especially when they've been closed for twenty years. That's true. Just. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should drop that one where it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's only going to get much worse. Kids oh, don't God. fuck statues. Anyway, actually, if there's kids listening to this, oh God, your parents have made a mistake. Um, <laughs> but we're uh, yeah, we're we're discussing the the arts a smidge from, I guess, dancing, painting, music, which art includes things. singing and instruments, art education, uh, graphic arts. Uh, people who sell their art on Pinterest and or Etsy. Um, and what place does art hold in the business world, which I think is probably more prominent than a lot of people would realize. Oh, yes. I would I agree. Have, I, have a, I have a decent amount of experience in uh, in a handful of these things, uh, excluding dancing. Haven't, uh, haven't done that for much money really lately. Uh, what about you, gentlemen? Uh, not for money, no. I think he's just referring to art. In oh, general. Also not for money. Oh, yes. <laughs> let, me, let me put it like this. How would you define art? Art. Need I, more than that. <laughs> that's, probably, a, that's a good point. I mean, it's in the name. It is. <laughs> it, it almost rhymes. Um, I would probably say anything that you are creating uh, 
from your imagination, I, I guess would would be a good way to put it. Uh, it's basically just something that you put together yourself, whatever different uh, medium or outlet you're using for it. Uh, but you're creating something to be appreciated or viewed or listened to or what have you by other people to entertain or to cause emotions within these people or what have you. That That's what I would say is art. Okay. To and me personally. Along those lines, I, I mean, it's basically the same thing. The, I, I guess the way I would define it is that it's an outlet of self-expression. Yeah. Um, through any form of medium, really. I mean, almost anything can be considered art. I could put this chair on top of my head, walk around my house naked, and just make random beeping noises. So Legal, Tuesdays. technically, yes. Art. To some yes, to, to be, some no. To be fair, it's not even technically legal. That's a that's a hundred percent legal. Yeah, there's nothing illegal about it. You're in your house. Wait for real. Congratulations, Keenan. You can do that. Put, put the put the chair. Down. <laughs> oh wow! He took his pants off so oh, fast. Wow! I don't. Guys, I'm doing art. That was art. That was uh it was life changing. It's it's not going to be better, but it's changed. <laughs> you can't tell, <laughs> but I'm crying right now. Oh, oh man! That was, did you guys see me running up the stairs? Sure did. I'm sorry you had to see that. You should be. That well, was horrifying. Yes. And beautiful. I'm expressing myself, damn it. Art. So, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you clean up the wet spot on the carpet then. Uh, it's already solidified. I can't. Oh. That, <laughs> wow, that was quick. Is my art. <laughs> Forever Welcome into in my sorry. home. That's right. Unfortunately. A little bit. So, so what would you define as art then? Uh, weirdly enough, I've, I don't think I've ever even... Uh, tried to define it right i think or thought about it if yeah, you will i've never really i've never really thought about it like how to how to quantify it necessarily i know i know like things i've done i know how to say like this is art but i think i think the best way to describe it is something you create something something you create that elicits a response fair of any really depending on the response, response you're going going for some people do They'll do more kind of abstract or kind of out of the box, eliciting a response of shock and awe. Like, uh, what the like, fuck am I even looking at? Right, like uh, like Banksy does that a lot. That's um, true. Which we can, we can get into more of or more of that, but he uh, so it's more more shock. So are his pieces technically like uh, on a technical level like complicated, impressive things like that? No, not really. I mean, his, the pieces are no, simple, but they're but iconic. Where he Very. puts them. The social behind it, there's a, there's a, um, oh, well, I guess a, a social right. response. Exactly. It. It's not just the quality of the work he does. It's mm-hmm. how he does it, where yes. it's put. Mm-hmm. And the potential meaning behind it, because mm-hmm. that's another part of art is just, well, you find it a lot with like uh, paintings and, and pictures and things like that is what was this person trying to portray? What was this person trying to show? A lot. Yeah. Like um, probably one of the more interesting ones is uh, Jackson Pollock. Um Oh, the splatter yeah. painter. Yes, you've yep. you've seen them. Probably. I, know, I, know I don't have. recognize the name. Um, he literally just threw paint at a canvas and just had paint splattered all over the place. Um, I don't know much about him, but I, I like the fact that people will say, like, oh, I could have done that. But you, but did. you didn't. You didn't. True. Uh, and he did. And he and now you did can't. it well. <laughs> <laughs> now you can do it, but you're just imitating him. Exactly. I don't know if I would say he did it. See well, that's and art's incredibly subjective. Oh, absolutely. There's so. some people who look at these paintings and they probably start crying. 
And he, so the, he did like a lot of it's a lot of just mostly emotion, different things that were thrown into it. Like there's, there's backstory behind them, hopefully, or it's what curators just tell you to throw a couple commas into the price tag. Um, but that's, that's mostly kind of how, and, and there's a lot of things so you have, you have a response, like looking at a Jackson Pollock painting, you have a response of some sort, no matter, matter what really it is, what it is. Yeah. That's, Either way, if you're talking about it, then that's a response. Right, so I think I think that's what art is when you when you create something that someone's going to respond to. Nothing worse than someone just looking at something you've done, just going, and that's it. <laughs> like just it's pretty much me. Anytime on. I go into any museum ever, well, an art museum, I should say. Yeah, and you gotta, and and I'm not about to be one of those hoity-toity assholes. Like you gotta you gotta sit and appreciate because some art. <laughs> In my opinion, after I just said it was subjective. So in my <laughs> opinion, some art's fucking dumb. This is an orange rectangle. Like, it sure is. is. You're right. I got a, there's a whole classroom of six-year-olds that are nailing these things. <laughs> there's one. There's one. I don't know who the artist was, but they did a blank canvas. Uh, and that was like their theme for this series of paintings that they did. And it was literally like they just painted the canvas white. Like that was it. The entire canvas was white. And they were like different shapes. And that just blows my mind that people are paying absorbent amounts of money for that. To some, to the right person, they'll see that and it, it means something to them. Now we might look at that as, you know, that's ridiculous. I can't believe someone would actually consider that art. But then again, I think there's, there's things that you, that all that you guys and myself, we might consider art, but the other one might not. Fair. That is fair. That's one thing that I think is is fairly common when it comes to uh, the art world is when you're when people buy art or and I'm using art like uh, paintings and and other works of some some visual some visual right. um, we're some talking kind of, some sort of illustration or it's just some sort of substance that you can hold whether it's a, a sculpture or something what's the word I don't. I don't know. I need more I than just this hand look, gesture. Doesn't seem right. I don't think that's right. Testicles? Close. Tangible. <laughs> Tangible. <laughs> Tangible. Wow, I'm really glad we got there. Wow. You are welcome. <laughs> wow. A, a, a tangible piece. Right. At this point. I think when, when you see a lot of people buying things like that, and they pay those exorbitant amounts of money for it, they're not buying it necessarily for the art itself but they're buying it because it was made by a specific individual they're buying it for the response that too well and there's there's a painting that madeline and i have in our family room that was it was painted to order and if i remember correctly we spent like a lot of money on that painting i'm sure it's a nice painting a a lot of the reason i mean versus that one right there which looks like it was painted i'm pretty sure it was just mass produced in a factory and i think we paid 10 bucks for it a hobby lobby but the other one that we have in a family room she had found this artist online saw the work he did and i think she commissioned him for that and yeah we paid quite a bit for it but it looks great you know it's not something i notice even on a daily basis. In fact, thinking about it now, I don't think I've actually looked at that painting in months. I mean, you live here. You see it every day. But True. if if that was replaced with something else, I guarantee I would notice. And I'd say, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. What happened to the other one? I like the other one. Put that <laughs> one back up. 
what it looked like. Doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> care what it looked like. It just needs to be there. And it's a, it's a very distinct style. I saw all the pieces that he did, and it's like, wow, these are these are kind of nice. I mean, I don't. It doesn't really, as far as like getting you thinking or anything like that. It doesn't do a whole lot, but it does elicit some sort of emotional reaction. See, for me, whether it's relaxing or someone might see that and say that it's a statement on. God, who knows about today's society? They might yeah. start crying. If they do, they're not welcome at my house anymore because it's a fucking painting. Fair. Um, Fair. But, you know, I, I agree. Like, I, look at, yeah. I look at it and it, you know, it's it elicits something from me. It's like that. That's really, really nice. I think about the time and effort that went into it. And God knows what sort of schooling or training he had to do all the practice. Yeah. I mean, when I see when I when I saw yours for the, the your painting for the first time, I mean, the only thing I ever really think when I see painting those guys, I, I wish I could do that. Like, because that person had an image in their head and they just knew how to put the paint on the canvas to make it look like what they wanted it to look like. And for whatever reason, they're able to bring it to life. Right. The, that artistic side of things, that does not click with me at all. I, I can't do it. And it blows my mind when I see people make these outrageously gorgeous paintings and things like that. Like the real, like the the hyper-realistic paintings and drawings that people can do. Oh, Jesus. That blows yeah. crazy. my like, mind. Like, it looks pe- like a photograph. I'll see people doing this like on Imgur or Reddit, and it's it's absolutely insane the level of talent that some of these people have. And I just think to myself, how are you not filthy fucking rich from doing this? That is so much talent. Like The talent is coming out of your eyes and orifices and things like that. There's so much talent. Doctors should be concerned. Like, they should be. Like, nine out of ten doctors say, you need to go see another doctor because I don't want to touch you. <laughs> and that tenth doctor is just, for the love of God, stop coming to me. Oh, so he's, he's in the corner beating off. But, you know, that's... Onto a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> and making millions. Yeah, yeah. Well, because art. There was an art gallery somewhere, and I, I don't... Rec- I, I'm going to assume it was in New York or Europe somewhere because art galleries... Um, Fair. I don't even think it was intentional, but there needed to be a fire extinguisher in there. I know the picture so, you're talking about. Not, no, it not, was an actual was fire, a fire extinguisher. It needed to be yeah. in the building, and somebody put it on the ground somewhere, and then people kept flocking around it because they yep. thought it was such an innovative art piece. There, there <laughs> like, was a picture a about that. It's showing people like flocking. No, it was on like a little pedestal, but it was like off, tucked up against the wall. But there's a massive group of people taking pictures and things like that, and the capture was like people are. People are actually mistaking this fire extinguisher for art. And people are, like, pointing up at the ceiling where it has, like, the big neon, like, you know, photoluminescent, you know, fire extinguisher thing. That Because legally, you have to have that. Right. They think it's yeah, an they art need to know where it it's is. Like, right. that, that's actually a fire extinguisher. That's a working fire extinguisher. If this building goes up, you're going to be really glad it's there. They're going to be throwing other art pieces at it. Like, <laughs> Let's put this one out. Well, Don't there, use that one. It's too valuable. There was another <laughs> picture that I saw. It's someone dropped their glasses in an art gallery. <laughs> and there's people flocking around the glasses on the floor. Like you could see like a bunch of people laying down with their big DSLR cameras taking pictures of it. Until someone like came over and he's like, wait, those are my glasses. My bad. I need to pick those up. Like the. Security came over. They thought he was trying to steal an art piece. He's like, dude, those are my fucking glasses. I can't see. So they had to, like, call the police in, like, review tapes. It's like, oh, yeah, he dropped his glasses there. <laughs> I like how the police had to go, oh, yeah, that's those are his. definitely his glasses. Like, ain't none of y'all motherfuckers noticed that this wasn't here when the place opened? Like, <laughs> no, security really. The world's keeping... most confused thief. Right. He 
breaks in and leaves stuff there. It doesn't it make, take anything. It makes me think of uh, that scene from The Other Guys where uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, I think his name was Terry, he's trying to get his girlfriend back, and she's like a curator at an art museum. And he's like saying something, you think all this like stupid bullshit, whatever, like blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is art, Terry. You don't even know. This table right here, because it was just a messy table, that was the art installation. It's like, it represents blah, 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 something stupid. He's like, you think I don't know about this stupid stuff? That doesn't represent whatever you were just talking about. It actually is a representation of our fractured sense of community. As, and he goes on. He's like, probably like the works of whoever. And she's like, how did you know that? He learned everything <laughs> sarcastically to make fun of other people. <laughs> like, I learned it to make fun of the artsy douches in my neighborhood. Yeah, because when she was, a, uh, she was like a ballet teacher somewhere, he learned how to dance to make fun of the ballet kids. He was like yep. really good at it all. Like, yep. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I learned it to make fun of those fairies who did this. It's like it's not you learned it in like like yeah. Will Will Ferrell's character. I was like, so you learned to do that sarcastically? Yeah, maybe. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Great goddamn movie. But yes, he, he breaks down. It just angrily breaks down to prove a point that he wasn't trying to prove. Um, but yeah, but you do kind of see things like that in those art galleries. I will say that that's abstract to the point where. You're really shooting for a very specific demographic there. So true for anyone, not even a demographic, just a very specific type of person. So for any, be a demographic. Anyone trying to kind of like look into stuff like that a little bit more. One of my favorite documentaries is called Exit Through the Gift Shop. It's technically a documentary about Banksy. Now, I was going to say, is it the Banksy documentary? When I say technically, it's the documentary they they marketed to be about Banksy. What happened, see, what happened was, <laughs> there was a guy, I don't remember his actual real name, but there was a guy that I think would have been filming it, but Banksy, quote unquote, um, ended up turning the camera on him and just made the documentary about that guy. Who his he, he goes by the name of Mr. Brainwash. They told they said his actual name at some point, so it's not like it's a mystery or anything. I just right. don't recall it offhand. Um, and so it's the whole thing's about that guy kind of learning a little bit, like learning a bunch of stuff from Banksy about how art works. And that guy eventually is kind of getting a lot bigger, making art pieces, kind of just a lot of like Andy Warhol knockoffs, like a lot of uh, a lot of very similar things to Banksy, and just having these these art gallery showings, getting like the the big celebrities buying his pieces and all that. And it just kind of shows his growth from there. And at one point there's literally just a bunch of canvases of like, just like a, I want to say it was like Marilyn Monroe, maybe not, but just kind of had like that, that Banksy, like two color, like the gray and the white stencil yeah. style. And he's on an office chair. It's kind of going down this row and just sprinkling paint on the top of them, like colored, like just multicolored paint. Yeah. Of, on like dozens of this, um, of them. So he's like, just basically just bringing the value from like 200 bucks to like 20,000 per per canvas. Now that's, there's a lot of theories behind the movie itself. My favorite one is like, so in the movie you see like they has, he has like a big art gallery showing where like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are there, a bunch of different people. Like it's a, it's a super high end showing. Banksy doesn't do that. No, ever. he doesn't. He puts freaking devices in the thing so that way when they sell, they get destroyed. Yes, he did it automatically. Yes, that was <clears throat> pretty great when his piece did sell at an art gallery. It shredded itself. Funny that it only destroyed half of it, though. Did you, it, He put up a video the next day showing that the frame do, did work. I did. It's supposed <laughs> it to destroy supposed the whole to, thing, got, but something, broke. yeah, it broke. <laughs> 
Um, so now that painting's just like tripled in. I was going to say that that painting is probably worth three yeah, times what they more. bought it for. So there's a lot. I, there's a lot of theories around what Banksy is and is not. But this movie, kind of the theory behind it is, they put it out just to show like so on the surface level, it's just, oh this guy is big and great, and kind of on the back end, it's just you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you buying into this shit? The guy clearly isn't doing anything. It's not. He's kind of exposing the commercial side a lot of the of a lot of the art because there's no. There's no effort. There's no heart put into it. It's just these guys just making dumb shit to sell. And it does. But to a lot of people, it, that in, in and of itself is a is a major form of art. Agree, agreed. And because that, at that point, you're buying it because this person did it. Yeah, you're buying it for the reason at that point, the meaning behind it, or whatever your perceived meaning is. But when we are also talking that amount of money, that's yeah. those are the people who don't really so, look into it too much. I think. I think that. So that movie's. A, really worth a watch it's very very interesting and one of the other cool parts is uh so again i think this one was in new york yeah, it might have been in europe somewhere i don't quite remember but um banksy or somebody representing banksy anyhow set up just a uh just like a street stand just selling art pieces you'll probably you've probably seen a handful of places just selling just selling random art or they're like, yeah. like street vendors or whatever. Like yeah. art on demand. They'll do like the whole like spray can thing. Yeah, yeah just a quick little thing. Yeah, but this one's just a cart of just selling like pieces. Yep. Whatever. It was they were all straight up original Banksies on the street. People you could have bought one for twenty bucks. Barely anybody did. Because <laughs> nobody they, pays they attention. Just, they just walked by and saw it and like, oh, it's nothing. So a lot of it's just, oh, it depends on where this is. Right. If so it's can, in a gallery, people oh, are going to oh, pay yeah, more that's for worth it. more money. You see if the same thing. Just on the street, nobody gives a shit. Affordably on the street, yeah, you're not. So it, it looking into Banksy is a very a very interesting ride. And he he it may be all a point just to fuck with people even then, which case fucking got me. Like he's a very very interesting. He, she, they who, who the fuck knows? They right. is the most recent theory that I've heard is that it's actually like a, a group a collective. I, I think that makes the most sense. Because every... There, it has like, to be. A lot of pieces you see have... <clears throat> they're similar, but they still have distinct differences in the style. They all follow the same basic idea, the same basic yeah. theme. But you can, you can see slightly different signatures in each painting, and I'm not a critic by any means, but there's you can tell some small differences in every single one of them. Uh, one theory that I've heard is that it, Banksy has been a different person numerous times. Like I'm Banksy sure. is a title almost, not an actual individual, but it gets passed down to different people. I, that, yeah, so yeah, I think I think Banksy being um, a title or a collective, I think makes the most sense. Yeah, there's I'd no say way so it's, as it's well. been one person the entire time. I don't think Banksy did set up a uh, an art piece piece. It was a hotel. Uh, I think it was in Israel, like on the Gaza Strip. <laughs> hmm. It might it might not have been Israel, but I know the the views Safe from the place hotel. To be? Oh yeah, no, that was the kind of the point. Like he put it up this like it was like a super fancy hotel. One of the views was straight at a um, a concrete wall because it was like the the border wall. Right. And it was across the street, and that's what the view opened up the window. Bah. Concrete oh, wall with, oh, that must have been between Israel and Palestine. Might, it might have been, but the whole point was like, here it is. Oh, there's, there's, there's conflict and terror right there. But no, no, focus on this because that's what you guys always fucking do. Like it, <laughs> it's all. This is the only thing that ever matters. Yep. So here's your wall. Here it is. So yeah, it's, uh, and like yeah, like they're like I, I think there was like a window specifically like pointing. There's a guy with an assault rifle. 
on top of that wall. <laughs> right there. But here's the wall. Right. But it it's pretty goddamn great. Um but yeah, I, I strongly recommend anyone to to look into to Banksy more. Um all sorts of street artists. Shepherd Fairy is another one, not nearly as Yeah, mysterious. I haven't heard of that one. Uh have you ever seen the Obey icon? Like the Obey logo or anything like that? Usually like yeah, Andre I the remember Giant, that. Andre the Giant's face. That is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Let me just Google that real just quick. Just type in Obey. Uh, yeah, he, he came up as a, a street artist, and now he's absolutely goddamn massive. Well, it's, I, I always kind of found the, you know, the people who wear, like, all the Obey stuff, I always found that kind of ironic because it's, you know, it's it's art that's meant to oh, yeah, sort of okay. imitate and poke fun at, you know, capitalist culture, you know, people who need to pay for, like, this, you know, like, you know, they need to have, like, the next coolest thing. So Obey was kind of making fun of that. But it got people to say, like, oh, I'm going to wear that and be edgy. And now everyone does that. Yeah, it got, it got really commercial, which is kind of counterproductive. But, but yeah, that that's the art equivalent of Green Day, in my opinion. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> that. like, it's like, all right, you were edgy and aggressive until you realize, holy shit, checks. Yeah, <laughs> money. Look at it all. Right. And then, and then just start doing a, a lot of other things. Um, but I mean, that's just, that's obviously just one, one angle. So the street art aspect, very interesting. Been one of my passions, so I could talk about it a while. Um, one thing I do want to touch on that I know I, I, we kind of touched on a little bit briefly that we don't really have a whole lot of experience in, um, but I will find myself diving down a YouTube rabbit hole of it quite a bit. Dance. Yeah, we don't, I don't have, uh, ton of experience in that realm per I se. I mean, I'm not great at dancing but I got no issue doing it. I just look terrible doing it. That's fair. Um, the it is. I don't. I don't know how people do. That. I don't either. It's the I, same thing with me with with the paintings. I don't understand how you can take what's in your head and then make it look like that. I I can at least understand the basics of how they got there. Not that I'm ever like I can understand the basics of like Formula One racing. Never gonna get to that level. Understand that. I know. That I will never get there. Dancing, I don't even know what I don't even know. Like, there's just so much there. Yeah, you are not yeah. even at Dancing 101 like, look, yet. Look, I've, I've peopled most of my <clears throat> life. I don't know how they do extra things with their body. Like, your elbow is, you added new features to your elbow. <laughs> like, I don't know. Where was that update? I didn't get that. All right, the firmware is, I got I got one direction, and even then it <laughs> pops sometimes. Like It doesn't work great. Yeah, it didn't, it, I got some malware on my elbow. It's a problem. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. yeah it's not good. Got to put some McAfee in there, maybe fuck some whales. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people, he's not wrong. Uh, That's I, art. Pop open an incognito. That's that not art. Not that's be just art. no. That's just bad. Pop that's open, awful. Pop open an incognito tab and just Google McAfee whale fuck. And that's a it's uh, a painfully uh, real thing. Incognito in your own home, pants preferably tightly, preferably <laughs> preferably just in use Saran a Tor browser. Rap. Really? Yeah, Tor browser. You don't want the FBI repelling into your window that might be on the first floor. Um, yeah, don't don't do that. So so dancing's always interesting. I've, I always have like the. Uh, like the world of dance videos. I don't know if you've seen those. Like again, YouTube. I've seen old. some. I've I seen. Mean, I, I couldn't. Not. Know. I wouldn't say world of dance, but I've seen some where it's like, like almost like teams of people, like they put together some routine and then almost like an underground setting almost, and they compete with each other in dance offs, basically. Yeah, I think. Uh, or like uh, on America's Got Talent or something like that. Yeah, where America's they have the Best dancers. Dance Crew. Or, yeah, when you get the crews. 
See, the dancing thing to me, just I mean, I, I get how some people perceive that as art. Me, it's it's just it's movement with rules. And it, no, I'm 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 fine with that. Don't need that. The so define rules. Oh, uh, this is this is the kind of dance we're doing. This is how you have to do it. Think about square dancing. There's no more rigorous dancing than square dancing. Pretty Fair. sure Irish river dancers would disagree with oh, you. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, so true. I mean, those are those are very very rigid, very structured to, dances. To be fair, though, the song that is always played when you're square dancing teaches you how to square dance while you do it. True. It just doesn't have. It doesn't. So yes, the the examples no you gave. No interest in it for me. The examples you gave are very um, are very kind of monotonous kind of by the book and i'm sure there's some square dancing fans that are that are that are yeeting their haws at me <laughs> um but but no more so you yeed your last haw son <laughs> uh i don't even know what the kinds of dancing are i know a lot of like b-boying and break dancing good I god know the only ones that i know and i couldn't fucking do them to save my life but like uh I know like ballroom dancing names, like different styles of dance and stuff yeah, like that, so I like think a is, waltz. Or, yeah, so those those have rules. Yes, you're supposed yeah, to do those are certain done ways, very specific ways. So I'm thinking more of like uh, a lot of like the freestyle dances where it could be like more more modern, more newer age where they're kind of okay. Kind I, of, I think I understand what you're saying. Well, I, some people would argue, and I don't know if I would consider it like consider this to be dancing, if you will, but it's movement in ways that you normally aren't generally moving. So I guess you can consider that dance. I, as you know, I, I listen to a lot of metal. You go to a metal show, people are moshing. Now it's not like at rock shows where you just have like a pit of people kind of shoving each other and having a good time. No, there's like specific, like almost dances that people are doing. There's like two step windmills. There's fucking, I don't know, picking up coins and throwing them. At least that's kind of what it looks like. I never got too into it. I was always kind of on the edge of the pit saying, no, thank you, I'm full. I'm just, I'm here for the band. That, that's it. Which at that point, you get to do because metalheads are, as far as I know, a generally respectful bunch. Oh, yes, they to are. To each other. <laughs> they <laughs> are. Especially when it comes to the mosh. Right. If you're not in it, then you're, you're not, not in it. <laughs> if you're near the edge. Sometimes, you know, if, if, you, if you don't know what you're doing or it's like your first time at a show, you need to be careful because if you're on the edge of the pit, you stick your arm out. You're gonna get someone. It, it's your arm's probably gonna get bruised by the end of the night, but people will feel it. Oh, my bad, my bad. And they'll right. kind of back away. If you are standing at the edge of the pit and you don't put out that arm when someone comes near you, you are liable to get grabbed and literally thrown into the pit. And then there's crowd surfing, which is a ton of fun. I mean, that just looks like that's fun. extreme sports. I like how you point. started. That's it's still technically dancing in a way. It, as in a as way. weird as it is, yes, it is still technically. Dancing. I do remember. I, I don't remember. I, it must have been. I mean, I was 18, 19, seeing, I think the band was called I Wrestled a Bear Once <laughs> uh, with I like Gia. Already. And there was a huge crowd of people right at the front. And there was like no security. It was like a small bar show, which is great. But we, there were still like 75 people crammed into this one tiny little area. My buddy's like, hey, off my shoulders, off my shoulders. Come on. <laughs> I've never done this before. So I just <laughs> jumped up, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking crazy. This and is awesome. crowd is just swinging you around. It was awesome. They're just carrying <laughs> me, and then they, they, I, I get to the front. I'm, like, trying to, like, slap hands with the, uh, I think that's called a, a highest five or something like mm, that. Yes. Trying to do that with we'll the band members, we'll and they, on. like, push me 
they push me back and then I like, you know, get back to the, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. And I just kind of rejoined the crowd. It was, that was a lot of fun. I don't honestly know if I'd consider that dancing, but it was cool. I mean, I think technically, I mean, it, yeah, yeah maybe, I guess it maybe fits. Not. I mean, the only requirements for dancing are if you feel like you're having a good time and you're moving your body, moving and enjoying it. Well, running's not dancing and that's terrible. There is a dance called the running man. <laughs> that's not running though, uh, man. It's in the name. <laughs> you're not running. You're just running in place. You, people manage to ha- figure out how to run while still ma- being at the place where you're dancing. Arguably more difficult than actually running. No, running's the worst. I mean, it sucks. What do you mean, argue? It's not more difficult than running. It might be. <laughs> to what who? To people who can't run. Yeah, no, I'm glad you thought about that. <laughs> Thus, hard. running would be harder. <laughs> that's true. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, so I think that's, that's as much as really we can, uh, we can put into um, we can put into talking about dancing. But I mean, along the lines that I was talking about, you know, with with going to metal shows and things like that, that's that's a huge form of art. Arguably, oh, yeah. I would say the largest form, aside from a, any type of visual art, is is music, art that you listen to. And again, there's so many different types out there that mm. it's hard to define. I mean, what what I might perceive, like I I really like metal music. Not a ton of people do. I would argue that you know you guys might say no, that's not art. That's just loud instruments and screaming see i've over the past few years so i'm i'm a big hip-hop fan right and and kind of in a similar boat i understand that a lot of people a lot of people do like it but there's a lot of people who aggressively don't and that's fine now what because what i've come to learn is that i mean to each their own right i to reach is owned (laughs) <laughs> I I respect basically every style of music, except, except ex- one. Except stadium country. Yeah, Cla- classic country is. I okay. can respect classic country is okay. Stadium country, fuck those guys. Um, I like stadium country. Yeah, but they they found they found classic country. And went oh, checks. What if we made that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This music is good. What if we made it not that way? Right. What What if we didn't do that and got sponsored to do it? Um, For anyone who's wondering what stadium country is really defined as, just just look up Bo Burnham. <laughs> uh, I think it's pandering or just country song. Just country song. Bo Burnham's country song. He he nails it. He he really does. That yeah. that was good. It's but catchy it, as shit too. It is really good. <laughs> Even as is, I can still understand that. You know, some people do like that. To them, it's art. I and and that's a good that's a good example. I. I don't like rap. I don't like hip hop, but I can understand at least the ones who are really putting their heart and soul into it. I can Mm -hmm. understand that that is art. It's honest. It's hard work for them. And I would never bash that. It's not my flavor, but I can respect that. You know, I don't really, I don't even really like old country that much, but you know, Dolly Parton, uh, Conway Twitty, Willie Nelson, you can respect them. There was, there's a lot of heart and soul that went into their music, which, and again, I respect that. Then you have stadium country, which is here's the formula. Let's just change it up a little bit and rake in the money. I got beer in a truck. And, and I understand that a lot of hip hop, a lot of rap can get that way too. Also fuck those guys. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not defending that well, side. Like, and it's the same. And it's I a feel attacked. <laughs> and it's the same thing with metal. Same yeah, thing with there's, metal. There's, there's plenty out there that just that know the formula and they go for it. Everything. Every genre has gone into just a pop category. Country's just the worst. It's the most egregious, I think. Uh, actually, no. I mean, I'd say, honestly, to... In, I do have my guilty pleasure for Zach Brown Band, though. 
fair. Um, I'd say even with that, like probably so like the pop versions of, of, of music get to kind of expose what we call as the worst, like the country, the stadium country. It's, it's pop country is what it is. It is. It's popular country. Now that being said, like the same with hip hop, like the pop hip hop where everyone, where it gets a bad rap, where, where rappers talk about just money, guns and bitches. Soundcloud rappers, pop. pretty much everything that's on the radio for pop and hip hop and stuff like that. Right. That's pop rap. And I hate it too. It's the it's the stadium country equivalent of hip hop. Yeah, it's pretty awful. And it's terrible. <laughs> like, like I awful. I agree. <laughs> it's bad. the worst. Um but, trying trying to oh, you know, I, I used to have a lot of respect for Avenged Sevenfold, but again, you know, I, I used to really like them, but I think that uh I think they just found a good formula for making money and I think they went with it. Can't was, blame them for doing that though. No, I mean you you can't, but it you know it it irritates a, a lot of people, especially when you have an artist that you really like that really had their own style, and then you they then they sound like everyone else. That's one reason why I liked Avenged Sevenfold so much when I was younger, is because they were they were a little bit different than everyone. They had their own sort of unique sort like sound, and then you know a couple albums in when everyone started to really like them, it's like what man this this is nothing like what I heard. Like what what is this? And from what I know, the guys from Avenged Sevenfold are really talented. Like, oh, they absolutely really are. Good. They just know what makes money, and they just kind of. And you know, and that might not be the case. That might not be the case. They might they might just think that you know, hey, they've evolved past that. But you know, to go back to what our original point was, is it's all, it's all basically yeah, it's all subjective. Exactly, it's all subjective. So you know? what you you might not like how Avenged Sevenfold is now. You might have liked them how they were before, but other people might think the exact opposite. That's the oh, I know there's people who think the exact opposite. I I've met the people who said like, oh yeah, I listen to like the really old stuff. That's bad. It's it's like that. That's not real music. And I assume you find the same thing in country. I know you find the same thing in hip hop all the goddamn time. Where people did this, they started off, and then they made a different style, and they go, oh, they're terrible now. Like, what did you expect them to do? Right, it's been a decade and a half. They can't, and you know. And to be fair, do... I there's there's plenty of bands that I like that have fully changed their style, and I think they pull it off. Um, even if I don't like it that much, a band that I used to really like a lot, a band called Parkway Drive. I mean, they were like as like I don't want to say generic, but they because they definitely had their own sound. But they were like, if I had to do define what metalcore was. It would have been Parkway Drive. It, it was it was their picture in the dictionary, um, and then you know with whatever I think it was Atlas was released in 2012, and it was a different sound. I was like, oh, this is not what I come to expect from them, but it's it's good. It still it still sounds honest. I you know it still sounds like it's them just with a different sound. Then they came out with uh, Iyer in 2016. 15 or something like that. And I was like, well, this is way different, but it's still good. Then they, I don't remember that a new album that came out. I don't really care too much for it. Cause that sounds to me more like generic rock, but it does still sound like them, which right. I'm their Their essence is there. And they're just clearly trying exactly. to go a slightly different direction, but not losing. Yeah, they're losing just trying new had. stuff really. And, I, and I, then I would, again, my all time favorite band Vanna. Uh, every single album was different. Every single album was different. Vastly different, and I think that's an that's an interesting way to attack it. It's like, what's their style? Like, what albums you listen to? 
Yeah, like, it, it changes I mean, constantly. You listen to the few and far between. That's straight up hardcore punk. You listen to uh, a New Hope or, uh, and they came bearing bones. One is straight metalcore. Another one's more like melodic metalcore. Then you listen to All Hell and Void. Again, completely different. I don't even know how I would classify those albums, but they all still sounded like Vanna, and they were all still good. Yeah, and I know it's it's interesting to see. I'm seeing some artists, not many, but some do that. When I say not many, I actually can think of one example. Um, the rapper Logic, which I I feel like you have at least heard I know of. Him. You know, of course, I've heard. I've definitely heard. I don't think I've right. ever heard anything by them, but I've heard of them. Fair. Him. Um, it's one <laughs> dude. Um, but he is it though. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> it's it's two halves of people because he's biracial. He'll tell you a couple times in the song, um, <laughs> but <laughs> so he's he's been putting out different projects. So basically, he has just different. Oh, also, the motherfucker wrote a book. Because why the hell not? Really, New York Times bestseller doesn't need Doesn't seem super hard to get on there. Anyway, um, their criteria is not hard. <laughs> he'll, he'll he basically just makes different uh, different series. Of albums that'll have pretty, pretty vastly different styles of music. So sometimes if he's just gonna go onto a track and just kind of have more fun, maybe not have a whole lot of substance to it, just kind of brag about stuff and just more more aggressive beats, he'll do those. If he's going on an album, he's trying to tell a story, he has the series of those. So he has like different catalogs for different things, and people view it as like he it. it it's just very it's a very interesting way to do it. I haven't seen many hip hop artists and. To your point, it doesn't sound like there are many bands, even in, in your realm, that kind of do that style. Most people kind of stick with one thing and slowly kind of drift around it, but it's never like, this album's this style, this album's this style, things like right. that. It's, 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 it's just not many it, people that do that. You'll hear, like, you know, an evolution of sound, if you will, mm-hmm. but right. not, like, Vanna's kind of like an exception. Right. I'd say their first two albums might have been metalcore. Then it was, you know, sort of more of like a melodic sound. Then it was just hardcore punk, just really driving. Um, and the topics of all of them are vastly different too. You know, like their last album I loved because it, it dealt with like a lot of mental health issues that a lot of the members had dealt with. And it kind of spoke to me a little bit. And again, that to me was an incredibly beautiful form of art because I, it was able to elicit such an emotional reaction from me. Whereas other people might hear it and just be like, God, this is fucking garbage. It's all subjective. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's no... Two people can be standing in front of something and go, that's beautiful. But we say, that's ugly. And they're in the world of art, they're, they're both, both right. They're both correct. So I do want to get into the uh, just kind of more, more of the... Kind of more the the business, the creating end here. We're gonna take a a, a quick break, and we'll uh, we'll hop into that uh, that whole realm there. We've returned, indeed. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but if you weren't gonna bail. Hey, everybody! Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, shoot, I had that thought one day too, and guess what? You're listening to now. Because I know, when I was getting this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record one? Where do I? How do I get it out to people? Do I do carrier pigeon? Do I hand it out in cassette tapes? Or do I just kind of scream at people on the street? None of those are good options. Please don't do that. I was also curious about how I make money from a podcast. Because that's kind of important. Well, the answer is oh so simple. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all... 
is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use now. Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. One of those great sponsors being Anchor. So I personally love it. It's it is crazy easy to use. Drag and drop the audio, or you can record directly from your phone. You can have people call in, ask questions, all that fun stuff. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and start making money doing so, you can go to anchor.fm/start and join up with me a whole bunch of other people get your podcast off the ground again that is anchor.fm slash start can't wait to hear guys you've missed your chance so we're, <laughs> you fool <laughs> so we're, we we kind of talked about just uh the the appreciation of of music and kind of how how subjective it is now i want to talk about the just more of the back end so creating music in the business world um selling it getting things done that way. Um, and given we were just talking about music, I know all of us have, have dabbled a smidge in creating music. Um, True. So, Ryan, you play the saxophone, and I can play the flute, but I, I play the saxophone. Can you, can you play them both at the same time? don't think so. If I flex really hard, I can. You looked unbelievably unsure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried, but it, it could work. I I think we need to we need to we need to see that and you're gonna wish you hadn't, but okay. I mean, that's fair. There's, there's a lot of things about all of this I wish I hadn't done, but <laughs> here we are. Um, and Keenan, I know you uh, you you play the guitar pretty well, pretty well. Um, and then any any time we leave you alone for more than 15 seconds, you start drumming on something or oh that even picking up some. Something. I'm I'm always tapping away at something. Everyone always says like, oh, why are you so anxious? I'm like, it's it's not a nervous tick. I just like you should hear the concert going on in my head right now. It's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm a rock star. Like the snares, the hi hats, the kick. It's great. That's actually literally kind of what goes through my head when See, I'm doing there that. We go. So I'm I do the same goddamn thing. Why do you not have it's a fine. drum set? You would do so good with a drum set because oh. loud and expensive. Oh, very expensive. And both very, very loud. both very valid points. Don't be wrong. I, there's a electronic drum kit that I've had my eye on, but it's also five thousand dollars. That oh, seems my God. A not, little much. not inexpensive. No, that sounds remarkably expensive. Actually, we've uh, we've it we've is. officially gone to the other direction with that. Oh, oh, and that's just for like the the basic <laughs> kit with the pads. That's not including a kick pedal. It's also not including um, the actual mixer. It's not including headphones. So all in all, when you're when all is said and done, no, sixty five hundred bucks. Jesus, you just made that worse. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I don't have a drum set. You could have just said it's expensive. I didn't need a breakdown. Why don't you just have like a drum machine? I know when you used mine, you were already far better at playing than I was, and I don't know if you've ever touched one before. It's, I mean, yeah, that was kind of fun, but I don't know. Actually playing is a lot. I was going to say, I feel like the different. drums themselves is what he would really want. Fair, but you can get a drum machine under 100 bucks. Also Whereas, a good point. <laughs> Whereas paying... Two completely different things, though. I mean, that I would just be essentially programming a drum beat, whereas I'd much rather actually play it out. I'm just saying, if, if it if it if it scratches the itch, there's there's options. Um, yeah, no, you're 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 remarkably musically inclined. Very much so. Don't know if I would say remarkable. I I have an ear. I'll, I will say that I I do believe I have an ear. Um, I'd be willing to bet if I really you know. I guess put forth the effort to actually learning more than I already know and 
you know, not just kind of being at the stone wall where I'm at. Yeah, I'm sure I could probably be better. Um, but the fact is I'm not, so. I mean, you definitely could. I mean, you already have the talent to mm. do it. The fact of the matter is you can, being able to play music by ear, not actually looking at something, reading it on how to play it, you literally pick up songs just by hearing them enough, and then eventually you can just match the sounds, which that in and of itself is very difficult to do. So don't sell yourself short on that. You motherfucker. It's not, it's <laughs> You're not, going real aggressive with that. How dare you sell yourself <laughs> short, God damn it, Ken, I'm sick of you talking down to yourself like this. You are a great guitar person. Maybe it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honored? you really ran out of steam pretty quickly <laughs> yeah. there. But, but the, uh, So I... So you, you Ryan can read music, which I've I've taken a music class and I still have no fucking clue. Same I can't here. read guitar music because that deals in chords and I don't know how to read chords. Oh, that's simple. That's literally like here's here's the tabulature. It applies directly to the guitar. This you lost is where you put me at tabula rasa. Like I don't. Yeah. Toblerone actually is ah, what it is. Yes. Close. So and Keenan, I've seen you like play stuff even on the, again on the drum. Like, I was still I'm gonna go back to the drum machine because I've. I've had drum machines. I've been using them for years. You play them very differently than I do. With um, talent, <laughs> kind. I mean, I don't. Rude. I, mean, I barely uh, even remember. But. I do remember it. You, you were able to throw together some beats pretty cause, quickly. Because it's interesting. So, so how how you were doing it? You're playing multiple. I don't know what a goddamn drum machine is. You have like twelve to sixteen pads, and different pads have different sounds. So Keenan was playing the multiple different sounds kind of all at the same time as you would play a drum set. Well, that That's the application in my mind. Right. That idea has never even occurred to me. You're just trying to overlay different sounds together. Right. So I'll play. So I kind of listen to it as, all right, this is kind of what I want the bass to sound like. I'll, I'll play that out on rhythm, record that, and then I'll put, okay, this is what I want the hi-hats to sound like over it. Record the hi-hats over that and kind of build it layer by layer. Whereas you just play them all at the same fucking time, and better than how I that. layer them. <laughs> like, I I don't know about that. I just I tried to make it sound like I would if I was actually playing a drum set. Yeah, and that's the that's that that was a very interesting kind of kind of difference where you're playing them that way, and I have no idea how that would sound. So I just know how I want individual things to sound. So I piece them together manually, and then it'd be interesting to see what you could do with the drum machine there, Ryan. Not much. Great. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I don't have the... Keenan, you have a very uh, unique grasp on beats when it comes to drums. You have you can pick up a rhythm. I was going to make a joke about like gripping an actual like beat, like the vegetable, really tightly, but that, that's lost. It's gone. Keep I, going. I, I, I like the I, attention. I, I really wish you had, to be honest. But... Uh, a Dwight Schrute joke there or something like that so you right. you're really good at picking up rhythm when it comes to to drumming and and just kind of tapping and stuff like that which applies directly to you making the the music on the the drum machine i think that's also why piano really appeals to me yeah it's the at least as of right now because it's it's kind of a mixture between percussion and making actual melodies right not just a beat i don't have that natural ability to pick up a rhythm i can do it if i'm looking at sheet music i can tell how it's supposed to sound but just off the top of my head i i have a hard time besides very basic rhythms you have some complex shit that i hear coming out of your <laughs> fingertips sometimes Never i know it sounds weird that. but you tap with it's your fingertips so yeah it's true oh, that's true yeah see there we go 
sure that's picking up great on the uh, amazing <laughs> the microphones. Don't <laughs> everyone saw microphone. that, right? Um, I, I I saw it. Yes, it, uh, quite. But so I mean that. So we have the three of us have fairly different preferences on how to create music. We all dabble in it just for fun. Like none of us are. In none of us are ways. making even coming close to making a goddamn career out of it. No, but I, just, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> no, it's but it's it's fun. It's 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 something good to to go through and and just kind of having that idea of a general gist of how that works is just goddamn mind blowing that people get paid or how what people do to get paid for it because the amount of work that goes into it it's staggering. Well, you have the actual quote unquote artists themselves. But a lot of people don't really understand what has to go on behind the scenes. It's obnoxious. And I would say a lot of those people are equally as artistic. I mean, the people who are actually like, you know. Sound rec- engineers, basically. Appreciate your engineers, people. Oh, absolutely. That's Mikey. They're the, they're the <laughs> ones who make those amazing albums possible. Because mm-hmm. um, they have to have an equally good ear for music. They need to know where things are going to sound... And I would argue that a lot of bands, you know, when they make a recording, um, I would say that the people who are behind the scenes have to know exactly what it sounds like. They can actually point out, actually, wait, no, 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 take that track. That's going to sound better here. Or, mm-hmm. no, we're going to loop that. And they they have a lot of input into the way these recordings go. Absolutely. Especially when you shell out for one of those people. I, I know... Um, you listen to any bands, especially metal bands, because you'll hear like their early albums when it's just them recording and they're, you know, maybe they're a relatively new band. They don't, you know, have quite the dynamic yet. Um, and they pay for cheap studio space. They do everything themselves. You'll hear the production quality mm-hmm. when they go with, you know, a more expensive, not even necessarily more expensive, but a more professional Somebody who actually, like, this is what they do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, hey, no, we're going to put that track here instead. We're going to switch that around. It's going to sound better. Yeah, and probably one of the the greatest examples, one of my favorite examples, anyway, again, being being a hip-hop fan, is just, um, so you may not be a fan, you may not appreciate it, but good old good old Dr. Dre and, and N.W.A. Mm-hmm. from the classics, right? I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't name half their songs. Um, but Dr. Dre was just such a good goddamn engineer. It's that, outstanding. That's why the music still holds up today. Mm-hmm. Cause he was just that good. He just, he is his, a natural talent for it, piecing music together. And he produced stuff. He and mixed and mastered it. Like, which is why I'm glad if you, I don't know if you've seen straight out of Compton, but they show him behind the boards and like, tweaking the audio, changing the levels for things. Like, they, they didn't dwell on it a whole lot because no one ever really did. Engineering's not a glamorous side. No, it's definitely not glamorous, but it's, but it's you equally definitely don't get recognition. mentally important. If not more important. I mean, granted, you don't have a sound engineer without an artist. You don't have an artist without a sound engineer. So that's yeah, a pretty, they literally that's a pretty hand symbiotic hand. relationship there, but mm-hmm. it requires equally as much talent and artistic vision to really be able to do that. And that's Absolutely. why I think people like um, like Dr. Dre or what's another one, like Rick Ross, maybe? Engineers? Maybe not engineers, but some sort of producer. Rick Rubin. Sure. 
Rick Ross is a, a rapper who stole his image from somebody. I can go on a lot about that. But okay, fair enough. Uh, Rick, so fuck Rick Ross. Rick Rubin um, is uh, the yes, guy who that did like dude. with like um like uh, a little bit of Run DMC, like Beastie Boys and things like that. That that sort of you know, without someone with that much talent behind the board, how would that album sound? Dude, would it would it be as, as good. would it be as big as it is? I I'm lucky enough to know some some fairly talented recording artists and I've heard like the the raw stuff, which is which is cool. It's because you see the other side of it, right? I, but I, it's really interesting when you hear it mastered. Oh my god! By someone who's got that sort of talent and that artistic vision. It. So there's a reason. So we we've dealt with an audio engineer for a while. Good old good old Mikey. That you gentlemen, unfortunately, haven't had the pleasure of meeting quite yet. Not but, in person. No, no, but we've heard his work on but, our own podcast. And uh, I've there's a reason I call him a goddamn magician. Oh, I've seen what he does. I've heard what he can it's do. <laughs> incredible. The the best way I can put it for those who don't know the kind of the um the before and after is if you ever painted anything and it looks looks okay, like you've you finished it, regardless of what it might be, even if it's like if it's an actual painting or you just like just drawing some lines. Whatever. And you hit it at the end you hit it with some clear coat to seal it and just give it that pop to it. It looks very different, much better. After the engineers are basically putting clear coat, they put on everything the finishing, final nitty gritty touches. Clear coat, on. and they custom design and build the frame and install it. Yes, that's a much better way to put it. Thank yep. you for saving that. Pretty reference. much, um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, this this turned into a rant about engineers. People appreciate your goddamn engineers, but it just goes to show <laughs> that there's there's a side of art mm-hmm. that's kind of behind the scenes you might not think about, but and you see that in everyday, you know, every day you see art. That you might not quite perceive as art, but someone had to come up with that. Think about marketing for a lot of companies. Oh, think I about do. graphic oh, artists. Yes. Oh, I do a lot. I've, yes, yes, you do. The average. Well, you as a graphic artist mm. will definitely notice that. The average person, like they if don't I didn't, even think twice. If about I didn't it. know you or know the work that you put, like the like the spray can city T shirt that I got from you, like. I recognize that's a crazy piece of art. I really like that shirt. That's also one of the reasons why I didn't mind paying full price. I wasn't going to say like, bro, bro, just give it to me for free. You'll get a lot of exposure. I'm not, I'm not a choosing oh, beggar. That's oh, the but worst. Like th- that I realized like that, that took time. That took oh. talent. That took art. There, it there, took skill. There may be a bonus episode of me just ranting about this later, <laughs> but um, cause I can talk, I could talk for a while about this. So yeah, I, but, so anything, based so any, any visuals you see uh, pertaining to the podcast are, Something I've I've designed, um, just as a preface to any any other graphic taco I'll mention here, but yeah the um, I swear to God I heard graphic taco. That's not what he said. That's my next project for sure. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope it is. Please the make a T shirt that just has like a taco notebook paper. The stuffings gonna be just pens and shit. See, uh, I went a totally different. <laughs> one. I was thinking a taco with like blur boxes on it. That's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> it's graphic. Uh. <laughs> or like maybe like a taco like at like a computer like with renderings and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is like, all right, two very different directions. But yeah, the it, it's yeah, graphic graphic design graphic arts are going to be everywhere to to varying degrees. Pretty much. Uh, the crosswalk dude technically graphic arts. It was at one point. Right. Now it's just kind of synonymous. Any company's marketing or uh, like a company's logo. Think of, think of McDonald's, right? That's probably one of the more iconic uh, logos around Nike as well. Someone had to come up with that. Mm -hmm. Ronald McDonald, the actual freaking clown. That creepy bastard. 
I don't, I don't, I don't Somebody know so had much to about design that. that. Well, that's true. That probably, is, that's very true. Probably one of my favorite, like big, big logos is FedEx. It's a very simple logo, but it's also kind of genius if you think about the way they make the FedEx logo. Um, true, and that's that's another responsibility that someone has as a graphic artist working, you know, making like a logo or something like that. You look at the FedEx logo. I, I there's some perceived meaning behind the different colors. Um, well, colors in and of itself in a company's logo can promote. Oh, they mean a lot. Some sort of mood when you initially see it. That's subconscious. Like I think blue is like innovation and like discovery. Green is like you know environmental. Purple is I don't remember what, but so one one of the small features I really like about the FedEx logo, and it's it's I've seen posts about it too. But you look at the space between the E and the X, there's an arrow. Mm-hmm. Very true. You have to look for it, but when you see it, you can't unsee it, and that's kind of genius. You look at Amazon's logo. Amazon, they sell everything from A to Z. You might think that's just a little smiley face, but that's showing you from A to Z. They sell fucking everything. And they really do. I mean, I don't know about everything. It's hard to hard it's hard to do some human trafficking on on Amazon. So I've had I've had to use other means. <laughs> that's okay. You got me there. <laughs> In all seriousness, we do not condone that. It's terrible. If you're a human trafficker, you're an impolite and rude oh, person. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, don't use Amazon, use eBay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just nasty. Auction them up. Get the best price. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> made that worse. But, yeah. So it was we'll possible. see you after we finish our prison terms. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, there's there's so many things. And I, I tend to gravitate more toward the the logo work, just trying to be just trying to be clever in a small space. But um, logos, at least for me, arguably, it's that's kind of like the coolest thing. Because you can do so much with that. As we've just went over, that could brand your entire company right there. A logo could be make or break. Oh, absolutely. And and I know I've done I've done pieces for people where I've had to they've told me some things. I've showed them the piece and I've had to explain to them like how I tied in different things. Even they didn't quite know. But the fact that they're there. So then you can it's kind of like just an inside thing that people oh, yeah, understand absolutely. at that point. There I won't even break it down on the podcast, but there's a reason for a lot of the things in the logo that, that we have. I'm actually curious to hear this. I always just thought it was a really cool looking logo. I mean, there's, there's personally, I really like the badge. That's like my yeah, favorite. The, the badge one's definitely my favorite. There's really not a whole lot of meaning behind that. That was just the uh, the the blue is just a, a complementary color to the yellow and the banana, which is why I picked that color. It's the most contrast you're gonna get. And guess who would have never known that? Which is, but on that uh, on that <clears throat> same realm, if you guessed Keenan, you were right. That's correct. And, and you might have seen it. Either one of you might have seen it before, um, but the the blue and orange movie posters. Yep. You ever wonder why that is? Because they pop. You know why they pick those colors? Because they are, I forget what they're called, but they're opposite sides of the color spectrum. Complementary. There we go. It's a weird, it, I, but they pick that because orange is the closest to a general human skin tone. So that, that, that color you're going to relate to more. And then blue is the basically the total opposite of that, so it gives you the most contrast. So that's why a fuck ton of movie posters are orange and blue, because orange you're gonna kind of connect with just because instinctively that's the color that most of us are. Not most, maybe close not, to a lot of us are. That's the closest approximation mm. without being flesh colored, <laughs> right. which will be gross. And then blue is gonna be the opposite end, so it just has that pop to it. So it's just aggressive, just bah, in your face about it. 
It's a lot. Of, so enjoy looking at a fuck ton of movie posters, everyone <laughs> listening, because we've just ruined them for most you. Most of them are going to have that color scheme. If you haven't noticed it before now, you're gonna go, oh shit! And then God damn it! <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of action movies will have that. Um, but I the first thing that came up was I just typed in movie posters, Blade, right there, orange and blue. If it's not orange and blue, it's going to be some sort of variation of it. Probably maybe like a reddish and like a bluish, but like usually pretty fucking blatant. Right. Uh, like you can even look up uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. It's a pretty solid. It's a recent movie came out in, uh, was it late 2018, mid 2018? Um, it's a really cool poster. The movie has a great art direction. The movie itself kind of sucked, but the visuals are great. Uh, and the poster is pretty blatantly orange and blue. Oh, yes, 100%. Captain <laughs> Marvel. Yep. See, now that you know. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, a lot of the Hunger Games are like an orange, orange. and black, but mm-hmm. still, almost none of them don't them. have orange in them yep. or blue. They're going to relate and connect to them. That's because psychology. Yeah. Surprise. Psychology shows up in art. <laughs> well, there's a lot to it. I mean, that's marketing 101. Is the same, there's psychology to it. Well, this is, this is where you're trying purposely to elicit some type of specific emotional response from people. Well, I'm using a high contrast on the badge. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that badge. Smart. Um, it's almost like you've done this before. A couple times. Um, oh, fuck, what were we going to go? What was I going to say? So a lot of restaurants have like so I think the color red psychologically makes you eat more. Yeah, I know a lot of bars have reds and blues. Um, Burger, McDonald's, Burger King, McDonald's, Friendlies. I, well, I was saying bars. I'm just general. saying, just, uh, but yes, food restaurants. Most yeah. restaurants <laughs> anywhere you go to buy food, probably gonna have some red involved. Right, almost everywhere. <laughs> yep. Um, yellow, I think, does the same thing as well. So McDonald's kind of nails those. Yellow and red. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, no. There's a whole breakdown on on color psychology and what it does to people and how it's used. And you're never gonna be able to look at colors again. Nope, you're all welcome. <laughs> um, but I, I can I can I can talk about that for for a long time. Um, but it's like as far as like graphic arts and it, it's it's really cool. So people, I know a handful of people who sell their art on Etsy. Which, if you don't know, you're on the internet already. You should know what Etsy is. So it's just a marketplace. At, at this point, most people should know Etsy, or you know, Pinterest. Not so much a place to just to find them. Yeah, I was gonna say it's more like a finding thing. Was more Etsy's of a idea sharing thing, or like, hey, I've done this. This is what it looks like, or something yeah, like that. Pinterest is your and. Like, this is the type of art you should get for this type of home. Etsy is like, this is where you can buy it. Pinterest is your community board that people are going, hey, there's people selling stuff and. Etsy's the flea market where you can actually go and get it. Right. For pretty cheap most of the time. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say cheap. I'd say reasonably priced for what you're getting. Because there's some, there's some expensive stuff on there, but... It's worth it's it. It's worth it. Exactly. Now, you have to keep in mind what goes into that. And again, sort of like along the lines of like your shirts and stuff like that, I wouldn't want to ask for anything for free because... You're paying for all that stuff. You put your time and effort into making that. That's all worth every penny of it. And it's a good quality shirt, too. True. I, I mean, will say that Spray Can City shirt is actually... We are plugging the shit out of your shirt. I'm not even meaning Tyler. to, but <laughs> I, mean, like, if, I if really curious, like that shirt. MrBurnsArt.com or whowantsBananas.com. It's on store. there, too. <laughs> it's, all, it's all there. 
But again, I mean that that's artwork that went into that. And anything supporting Mr. Burns art uh, supports uh, the podcast too. Very. Please true. help us. Yeah. My children need to eat. You don't have children. I have the dog and cat. Not anymore. <laughs> People no, didn't buy enough cat. shit. <laughs> yeah. Were, he, he was two shirts short. And, and then Tyler <laughs> left the kids in his kitchen when we, when he moved. So Ooh, you yeah, forgot about that, didn't you? They're probably. Uh, yes, I forgot about that. So, you know, that when, me off the hook? how we'd be whipping uh, up in the kitchen. Now they're kind of just saying whatever the wind sounds like across their tombstones. So they're probably hungry. You got them tombstones. Well, they didn't even do. have names. You didn't, I didn't they name had them. Names. Nobody one, ever told me. One through six was what I named one of them. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I called them one through. That's um, it was a it was a, it was a good, nickname. It was a good pet name. There was you and backhand as I named the, the couple of the other ones. Um, we've gone off on a weird tangent here, <laughs> um, but the uh, and actually I have the uh, the chart here. What color should you use in marketing? It's it's really interesting. Um, so anything gray is balanced, neutral, and calm. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about that, I remember when I had the Calm app for a while. There was a lot of just like neutral, like kind of like grays, blacks, things like that. Cold colors. Um, a lot of video games. Blues are cold colors mostly. A lot of video well, games. Blues, somber. Damn it, I'm colors. trying to talk here. Yep. I'm talking <laughs> over you. <laughs> a lot of video games. I remember, like, my buddy had a bunch of just, like, calming video games. And, like, I remember one of them was, like, you're a flower petal and you just got to, like, fly around and shit like that. But it was, like, I remember that game a too. really interesting game. He said it was great to play stoned. Um, never did that. But I just remember it was, like, there was a little bit of color, but there was almost no saturation. It was very close to being black and white. And it was just very calming. Um, and I've seen, you know, like independent developers posting on Reddit about like they're like just like relaxing side scroller game. Um, yeah, all, there's there's a lot of those. A lot of them do have like a gray yeah. theme to them or or similar there's, colors. There's no colors to make you feel any other strong emotion other than just like, oh, that's, that's nice. That's, that's sort of that's interesting. Then you have yellow with optimism and clarity and warmth which i don't know why but whenever i'm thinking of like a, a like a like a drug commercial for like helping with your dick or you know clear up your allergies go outside have fun live life it's got some sort it's of all like yellowish the theme wait do we have got the sunlight do we have an anti-sneeze dick pill not yet oh my dick sneezes all the time <laughs> we're working on one but that's it's taking that's time. not a pill that's a, that's a visit to the doctor or at the very least urgent care there's That's been a fine. lot of nasty yeah. side effects, so That's we're fine. working I, on yeah, it. <laughs> Orange for confidence, cheerful, and friendly. I can't think of anything really off the top of my head, but it, it well, sounds... FedEx, the orange and fed is well, orange. It's funny you mentioned that. Orange, because their logo is purple and orange. Purple is wise, creative, and imaginative. That's, That's what so they're trying to That kind of makes sense. To. Bold, youthful, excitement. That's from Red. Um, you know, see things like McDonald's and stuff like that. They they do what they can to keep up with the times, keep it youthful. Black, uh, credible, powerful, professional. Mm-hmm. No real colors, more like a mature sort of approach to things. I um a lot of old companies, if you will. Um, you know, you see the like old logos, um, like Tiffany and Company, um, a lot of smaller, like, you know, independent like suit dealers and things like that, Mr. Tucks. Uh, I believe men's warehouse might fall into this. There's a lot of black in those logos. Yep. True. Cause they're giving off the professional yeah. 
professional feeling. Blue being trust, strength, dependability. All I can think of is Facebook, and that's not what I think about when I think of Facebook. But I get that's what they're trying to go for. Any health insurance. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> yep. Any of them. Optum, yeah. Um, <laughs> green for peaceful growth and health. Again, that kind of makes sense. Banks. Think about uh, Whole Foods. Not any no. of my banks. <laughs> TD, citizens. Not any of my banks. Um, I think a handful, of, I, probably a couple other ones, but. Yeah, Whole Foods. Blue, See, I think Whole Bank Foods. America, I think yeah. I think of like anyone who's trying to show that you know they're a part of the community. They you know grassroots that sort of stuff. Grassroots, all natural things like that. You know, this, so it that makes sense. But all that understanding that that's a form of art. Now it'll never work on me again. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, you say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've that's known not the, how psychology. I've known works. this full well for a while. It's half like ninety percent. Like as I'm leaving some place, I'm like just. <laughs> Damn it! It worked again. It got me. It's delicious. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh yeah. No, there's. Oh boy. All those debit cards. A to TD Bank. Mm. So good. <laughs> this is so not, natural. Not a single GMO in one of those cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's all grass-fed cards over there. <laughs> Gra- grass, grass-fed. Debit printers. cards grow on bushes. <laughs> Tortilla bushes, specifically. Tortilla bushes. Oh yes. Oh boy. Well. I think we've uh, we've we've, 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 uh, we've covered it. Here. Yeah, I uh, again, I I can I, I very well maybe kind of diving into to my art expertise, and if anyone has any input, by all means, there there's so much. It's so such much an overarching world. topic. The the more the more ideas, the more input uh, we can get on it, and and not even just we, anyone in an art. Art is always a collaborative project. As a always, it's an ever moving, ongoing project, no matter what. Much like you, our you podcast, could, exactly. You, someone could argue that this is a form of art. I wouldn't argue that, but I'd argue it just to see how entertaining that conversation would get. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, yeah, we uh, we covered a lot. Um, One thing I, I would like to leave people with as sort of like a parting thought. Because everyone needs some form of artwork in their life, whether it be a painting mm. on the wall or an album that they really like. Don't ask for the shit for free. It, Despite the fact that you don't see it, it took a lot of work, a lot of time, and probably a lot of money into making that art. Good art is always worth every penny. And just a tip, if you know artists, if you're friends with artists, and... Don't assume they're going to give you a discount, whatever it might be. With that being said, ask them first. Say, hey, how much do I owe you? So that way they know you're willing to pay. So they might give you a price. They might tell you not to worry about it. I've done that plenty of times where people said, hey, how much do I owe you? I said, you don't owe me anything. But I appreciate that they asked and not assuming it was going to be free. If you know an art, if you know an artist, you're looking to get some work done from them. Ask them how much they you should pay them. Let them dictate the price to you. Don't assume it's going to be a certain price. If they want to give it to you for free, they're going to. If they're going to give it to you for a discount, they're going to. Have them dictate that for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, it makes for a much better experience for, for everybody, everybody involved. Everybody involved, absolutely. True. Absolutely. You have a better chance of getting the next one at a discount. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and don't get butt hurt if they don't give you any sort of discount. Shit's, right. shit's hard. It, it's <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work goes into it. It's almost like art. Almost. 
Wow, it's almost like we've come full circle about this topic. Are we not talking <laughs> about pets? Not yet. Well, we've done it, everybody. We talked a whole lot about art, whether it goes from anything you, you see to you hear, from dancing to painting to, to music. We dabble a little bit into the, the psychology. I do want to hear what everyone else has to say about art, about music, whatever it might be. I really want to, I, I want to engage in a conversation with you folks. As we mentioned a lot of times, everything is subjective. So if we, if you have any sort of input that we may missed, or you feel misrepresented, we, there's a good chance we may have fucked up. That's uh, very so, possible <laughs> because of because of the the topic. So reach out to us, however however that may however that may fit. So from Twitter, you can reach us at. Who Wants Nanners? Facebook at Who Wants Bananas with a question mark. Uh, you can go to Instagram at Who Wants Bananas. You can, you can drop us a line. Leave us a voicemail at 978-272-9713. Or if you'd like to check out the, the products that we, we so subtly plug throughout the whole, uh, the, <laughs> whole so tail, the whole tail end here, you can go to whowantsbananas.com slash store. Again, anything that is purchased there is going to help support the, the podcast further. And we appreciate all you all for listening. 